brought to you by the Cannabis Bee Network. Here is the Cannabis Bee News with your host, Scott Jacobs. Hello, listeners. How's it going today? This is episode CBN 066 one one 2014 Happy New Year to everyone. Let's roll into article number one. 2013's Highlights on the Road to Legal Marijuana. Take it away. 2013's Highlights on Road to Legal Marijuana by Bob Young. Source, Seattle Times. It was a historic year in marijuana policy, especially here in Washington State, where officials created a system for selling recreational pot that's untested on the planet. We recap the highlights in a 2013 timeline. The year began shortly after Colorado and Washington altered the drug policy landscape by legalizing weed the previous November. At the start of 2013, both states got down to writing rules to implement the will of the voters. By year's end, both states had created a framework for regulating the commercial production, processing and selling of recreational marijuana. Along the way, milestones occurred here in Washington and as far away as Uruguay. January 24th. The State Liquor Control Board, charged with implementing Washington's legal pot law, begins holding public hearings. Seattle City Hall is packed to capacity on January 24. John Escola, representing small medical marijuana growers, seems to speak for many when he tells board members, the war is over. We won. Don't punish us, take our money. March 18. Washington State hires pot consultants, led by Mark Kleiman, a UCLA professor. Kleiman quickly makes buzz, killing news, declaring that tax revenue from pot will fall far short of projections for 2014. May 12th. After a Seattle Times story about the large carbon footprint of indoor pot farms, the State Liquor Control Board reverses course and allows sun-grown pot in greenhouses. Later the board goes further and allows fenced outdoor fields of pot. May 30th. Former Microsoft manager Jamin Shively declares he wants to be big marijuana with a brand of pot sold across the nation. Shively and Vicente Fox, former president of Mexico, hold a news conference on the 40th floor of Seattle's Columbia Center to urge an end to pot prohibition. August 16th. For the city's first hemp fest with legal pot, the Seattle Police Department conducts Operation Orange Fingers. Cops hand out bags of cheesy Doritos with educational messages affixed. One tip from cops about Pink Floyd, to listen to Dark Side of the Moon at a reasonable volume. August 29th. In perhaps the year's biggest pot news, the Federal Department of Justice says it will let Colorado and Washington proceed with legal pot as long as they adhere to eight priorities, including keeping legal pot from minors. October 16th. The state adopts revised rules. Residents and non-residents are allowed to buy one ounce per visit at the state's 334 proposed retail stores, which can be open from 8 a.m. to midnight. Colorado limits non-residents to one quarter ounce to deter smurfing or aggregating small purchases so they can be sold in another state. October 22nd. A new Gallup poll shows a big jump in support for legalizing pot, with 58% in favor, a new national high. It's quite a leap from the time Gallup first asked the question in 1969, when only 12% favored legalization. November 21st. More drivers are testing positive for marijuana since Washington legalized the drug, according to the state patrol. In the first six months of 2013, the patrol's crime lab reports that 745 people tested positive for marijuana. Typically, 
There are about 1,000 positive PA tests on drivers in a full year, according to the State Patrol, which said it's looking more for pot impairment and might be ordering more tests. December 18th. The Liquor Control Board issues recommendations to the legislature for reconciling the largely unregulated medical marijuana system with the regulated recreational market. Patients would be allowed fewer plants and a smaller supply, and would face new medical definitions and new restrictions on doctors authorizing medical marijuana. December 23. Uruguay becomes the first country to legalize marijuana. With just 3.3 million people, the South American country is smaller in area and population than Washington. Each household is allowed six plants and adults can buy up to 40 grams per month in pharmacies. December 31. Washington State appears bullish on marijuana, as wannabe entrepreneurs submit applications for 4,946 pot business licenses. Grower seeks licenses in 38 of 39 counties and retailers apply for 244 store licenses in Seattle almost 12 times as many as the 21 store state officials have allocated to the city. Article number 2. Want to buy marijuana in Colorado? Here's what you need to know about amounts, rules, and more. Take it away. Want to buy marijuana in Colorado? Here's what you need to know about amounts, rules, more. By State of Colorado. How old do I have to be to purchase, possess or consume retail marijuana? You must be 21 and older to buy, possess or use retail marijuana. It is illegal to give or sell retail marijuana to minors. What is the difference between medical and retail marijuana? Only licensed retail marijuana stores may sell retail marijuana, and only to those 21 and older. Medical marijuana requires a state red card, which can only be obtained by Colorado residents with a recommendation from a doctor that a patient suffers from a debilitating medical condition that may benefit from medical marijuana. Medical marijuana patients can obtain marijuana from a licensed center, a primary caregiver or self-grow. Medical marijuana has a higher THC potency than retail marijuana, which is around 17% THC limit. Where can I purchase retail marijuana? Those 21 and older can purchase retail marijuana at licensed retail stores. Denver and 25 other cities in Colorado have allowed currently licensed medical marijuana stores to also sell retail marijuana. Please go to each city's website to determine specific marijuana sale and consumption laws. Where am I allowed to consume retail marijuana? Retail marijuana is intended for private, personal use. Such use is only legal in certain locations not open or accessible to the public. Marijuana may not be consumed openly or publicly. Can I consume marijuana in public? No, it is illegal to consume marijuana in public. This includes but is not limited to areas accessible to the public such as transportation facilities, schools, amusement sporting music venues, parks, playgrounds sidewalks and roads and outdoor and rooftop cafes. It is also illegal to smoke at indoor but public locations like bars, restaurants and common areas and buildings. Can I possess marijuana? And how much? Since Amendment 64 went into effect in late 2012, adults 21 and older have been allowed to possess up to one ounce of retail marijuana. How much marijuana can I purchase at one time? Colorado residents 21 and older can purchase and possess up to one ounce of retail marijuana at a time. Non-residents can purchase up to ounce at a time. Can I consume marijuana in a licensed retail store? No, it is illegal to consume marijuana in or around a licensed store. It is also illegal to smoke at indoor but public locations such as bars, restaurants and common areas and buildings. Are marijuana social clubs or coffee shops permitted? No. These businesses are not permitted. 
What are the consequences if I violate marijuana laws? Penalties range from a fine to a possible jail or prison sentence. Colorado state statutes and Denver revised municipal code spell out the specific penalties for various schools, universities and employers are allowed to put in place their own disciplinary actions for marijuana-related infractions. Are the rules different for possession and consumption of edible marijuana than for marijuana that can be smoked? No. Possession laws are the same for all retail marijuana types, and public consumption is always illegal, regardless of form. Can I have marijuana in my car? Yes. Marijuana may be carried in cars but it may not be in an open container and cannot cross state boundaries. It is illegal to use or consume marijuana in a motor vehicle and it is illegal to drive under the influence of marijuana. Is there a DUI, like equivalent for driving under the influence of marijuana? Yes. It is illegal to drive under the influence of marijuana and it can result in a DUI, just like alcohol. Anyone with 5 nanograms or more of Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol known as THC per milliliter in whole blood CRS 42-4-1301, while driving can be arrested for DUI. The consequences of DUI is dependent on the driver but they can include fines, jail time and a revoked license. Can I take marijuana through airport security or travel out of state with it? No. It is illegal to take marijuana across state lines. Can I consume marijuana on public transportation buses, light rail in Denver? No. It is illegal to consume marijuana in public, which includes public transportation. Can I smoke marijuana in a taxi or limousine in Denver? It is illegal to smoke marijuana in a taxi, limousine or any form of government-operated mass transportation. Can I consume marijuana inside a smoke-friendly hotel room or on a hotel balcony? It is up to the discretion of the hotel if it allows marijuana smoke to be consumed in their smoking rooms. The Colorado Clean Indoor Air Act limits all smoking to at most 25% of rooms. You should ask the hotel if they allow it. Denver City laws prohibit marijuana consumption on hotel balconies if visible from any public place. Do the laws of Denver apply elsewhere? Denver ordinances only apply within the city and county of Denver. Please go to each city or county's website to determine specific marijuana sale and consumption laws. Does Denver have additional prohibitions on use or display of marijuana? It is illegal to consume, use, display, transfer, distribute, sell or grow retail marijuana at or within any park, parkway, mountain park including Red Rocks or other recreational facility, on any city-owned property including streets and sidewalks within 1,000 feet of a public or private elementary, middle, junior high or high school and on the 16th Street Mall including any city street or sidewalk one block in either direction from the mall. Are there additional restrictions on public consumption of marijuana in Denver that I should know about? On residential private property, retail marijuana consumption in any outdoor location is illegal unless the person is the property owner or lessee or has been granted express or implied permission by the property owner or lessee. On private non-residential property, marijuana consumption is illegal in any outdoor location if it is clearly visible from a public place. What are the health effects of using retail marijuana? For information about the health impacts of marijuana use, please visit Denver Health's resource page on this topic. The question and answers come from the State of Colorado website. Article number 3. Hemp Incorporated Reviews the Industrial Hemp Industry in 2013. Take it away. Hemp Incorporated Reviews the Industrial Hemp Industry in 2013. Source, The Wall Street Journal. Americans purchased close to $500 million in hemp products in 2013, making the United States the largest importer of industrial hemp. Great news as hemp, 
Incorporated finalizes its packaging of hulled hemp seeds, the hottest superfood on the market. Hemp, Incorporated OTC, Hemp has informed shareholders regarding its industrial hemp harvest in northwest China by the Yaoxiang Group with the report that the crop has yielded approximately 40,000 kilograms of seeds and 35,000 kilograms of raw fiber. A recent study published in the European Journal of Nutrition concluded, the results suggest that hemp seeds may treat and prevent hypertension. HMH with strong hypotensive effects in SHRS could be used as a therapeutic agent for both the prevention and treatment of hypertension. The benefits do not stop there. According to cardiothoracic surgeon, author and television personality, Dr. Oz, hemp seeds are rich in magnesium, potassium, iron, protein and essential omega-3, minus 6 and minus 9 fatty acids. Hemp seeds aid in memory retention, boost weight loss, improve heart health, and relieve stress, just to name a few. Oz noted on his Oz blog that hemp is a good source of gamma-linolenic acid GLA, an omega-6 fatty acid that plays an important role in deregulating blood pressure and inflammation. On a recently aired show, Dr. Oz also shared with his viewers how the mega superfood, hemp seeds, can help reduce stress thus changing your emotional well-being and affirming the European report. Industrial hemp's relative, medical marijuana, also had a notable 2013. The airways are buzzing with news from Colorado as the hours wind down to the first recreational marijuana sales in U.S. history. Dr. Sanjay Gupta informed the public that they were terribly and systematically mislead for nearly 70 years and apologized for being too dismissive of patients whose symptoms improved from cannabis. Dr. Gupta, unfortunately, found that only about 6% of marijuana research studies investigate the benefits of medical marijuana while the rest are purposely designed to investigate the negative effects. Despite the intentional misconceptions, the masses are rapidly becoming enlightened to the benefits of medical cannabis and industrial hemp and how hemp products can enhance their lives. The sector as a whole is once again burgeoning as 2013 comes to an end, due to an anticipated January 2014 spike in the industrial hemp and medical marijuana stocks. Stock prices, as of yesterday, increased for some of the well-known stocks such as hemp, incorporated plus 10%. Medical marijuana, incorporated plus 26.31%. Grow Life, incorporated plus 7.01%. Medbox, Incorporated plus 28.28%. Rapid Fire Marketing, Incorporated plus 50%. Cannabis Science, Incorporated plus 25.08%. And, Transbyte Corporation plus 24.86% increased by almost 28% overall with a collective volume of over 155 million shares sold. According to Bruce Perlowin, CEO of Hemp, Incorporated, this most likely is a result of anticipated massive spike that occurred last year in this entire sector in mid-January, said Perlowin. Article number 4. Legalizing pot could save California hundreds of millions every year, state says. Take it away. Legalizing pot could save California hundreds of millions every year, state says. By Reed Wilson. Source, The Washington Post. A proposed ballot measure that would legalize possession, use, growth and cultivation of marijuana would save the state of California hundreds of millions of dollars a year, according to a summary issued Thursday by the state attorney general's office. The summary, which Attorney General Kamala Harris's D. office releases for each proposed ballot measure, says the state would save in the low hundreds of millions of dollars annually on law enforcement costs associated with enforcing marijuana laws. As an added bonus, Harris's office said sales tax revenues could add more cash again in the low hundreds of millions of dollars annually to the state's bottom line. 
Supporters of the proposed ballot measure would need to collect 504,760 signatures by May 23 to get the initiative formally known by its ballot title, Marijuana Legalization. Initiative Statute on the 2014 Ballot The group backing legalization won't actually be collecting signatures for this version of the bill. The lead sponsor told the San Francisco Chronicle that they had tweaked the initiative's language to allow individuals to grow more marijuana for personal use. A revised version PDF of the ballot initiative, dubbed the Marijuana Control, Legalization and Revenue Act of 2014, is scheduled to be reviewed by the Attorney General's office by the end of January, the Chronicle reported. Both versions of the measure would legalize the use, growth, cultivation, possession, transportation, storage and sale of marijuana, while creating a commission to regulate and issue business licenses for cultivation and sales. The measure would apply retail sales taxes to marijuana sold for recreational purposes, while allocating that money equally to education, health care, law enforcement and drug abuse programs. It also prevents state and local law enforcement officials from enforcing federal marijuana laws. Some California officials who back marijuana legalization had urged fellow supporters to wait until 2016, when the electorate will be larger, younger and more ethnically diverse, to put a measure on the fall ballot. But the ballot summary is so favorable that strategists think they will be able to pass the measure even in the lower turnout midterm year. California has been in the vanguard of the pro-marijuana movement. The state was the first in the country to legalize the possession and use of marijuana for medical purposes, back in 1996. In 2010, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger R. signed legislation decriminalizing possession of an ounce or less. If the ballot measure passes, California would be the third state to legalize marijuana along with Washington and Colorado, where voters legalized the drug through ballot measures this year. Article number 5. Employers can still fire Colorado pot smokers for legal use. Take it away. Employers can still fire Colorado pot smokers for legal use. By Steve Robin and Eve Wong. Source, The Denver Post. As recreational cannabis sales begin January 1st, one fact is sometimes overlooked. Employers still can fire workers for using it on or off duty. State law gives employers full authority to impose any drug prohibitions they wish, despite it being legal in Colorado for adults to possess and consume marijuana. Employers hold all the cards, said Curtis Graves, a staff attorney for the Mountain State's Employers Council. So you smoke only off duty? Not good enough. Consuming just at home provides no protection if your workplace drug test comes back positive for marijuana. Many employees may be enjoying a false sense of security stemming from passage last year of Amendment 64, which legalized marijuana possession for adults in Colorado. Right now there is a great deal of confusion, said attorney Danielle Urban of labor law firm Fisher & Phillips in Denver. People are surprised to learn that they can lose their jobs. Amid the euphoria of approving legal pot, some cannabis enthusiasts may have overlooked a key piece of fine print in Amendment 64. Nothing in the law will affect the ability of employers to have policies restricting the use of marijuana by employees, the amendment states. That includes getting high at work or even after hours, according to legal experts and judicial rulings. Tests can't determine exactly when pot was ingested. Marijuana metabolites can remain in the human body for weeks, so employers don't know whether a positive test resulted from on or off duty use. Nor do they care if they have a strict no drug policy. Messenfert who co-directed the Amendment 64 campaign, said a double standard exists because employers would almost never sanction a worker for off-duty alcohol use unless it was affecting job performance. Yet with cannabis consumption, 
penalties can result even if employees use it legally off-duty and are not impaired at work. It's really irrational to punish employees for engaging in lawful activities outside of the workplace, Twert said. Despite legalization of recreational use in Colorado, it is still a taboo subject for employers. Several Denver-area businesses declined to comment about their marijuana policies. A couple of companies, though, say their position won't change, at least initially. We have discussed the new law and how it's going to impact our business with recruitment and overall operations for quite some time, said Jeremy Ostermiller, CEO of Denver-based Altitude Digital. There is still uncertainty how the federal government will respond to the state's new legal marijuana laws. We don't have rules concerning off-hours marijuana use. At this time, we are not changing our drug testing policy, but we embrace and fully support the new Colorado law. Altitude Digital, which employs 50, does not test its workers for drugs. Ostermiller said he worked with pot-friendly artists such as Snoop Lion and Cypress Hill prior to starting his online video marketing business. Many believe their marijuana use has fostered creativity, an important and valuable asset to any business, Ostermiller said. While there is a lot of misinformation about marijuana use, especially how it affects the body, Altitude Digital encourages creativity by cultivating a fun and collaborative company culture. Denver-based Spire Media, a web designing and consulting firm, also doesn't test its employees for marijuana. I'm not going to fire somebody if they smoke pot, but I don't want them doing it in the office, said Spire CEO Mike Gelman. His position won't change after the new law goes into effect, he says. I know personally I wouldn't be able to do my job if I smoked pot, Gelman said. But I know some people can program and do better programming while smoking pot, and that's fair. Graves, of the Mountain State's Employers Council, said employers in high-turnover service industries such as retail, hotel, restaurant and casino may be less inclined to use routine drug screenings because they already are challenged with maintaining staffing levels. In addition to Amendment 64's clear language that gives employers full discretion in setting marijuana policies, a Colorado court case this year affirmed an employer's right to prohibit medical marijuana use, even off-duty for employees with registered medical status. Dish customer service employee Brandon Coates, a quadriplegic, sued Dish after the satellite TV company fired him for testing positive for marijuana in a random drug test. Coates acknowledged that he used legal medical marijuana off-duty to help control muscle spasms but said he was never under the influence at work. Nonetheless, Dish fired him after the positive test. In a precedent-setting decision, the Colorado Court of Appeals upheld the firing. The court said that since marijuana is illegal under federal law, employers can sanction their workers and are not bound by Colorado's lawful off-duty activities statute, which otherwise prevents employers from interfering in employees' non-work activities. Coates' attorney, Michael Evans, has appealed the ruling to the Colorado Supreme Court. Unless you've got a guy who is obviously impaired, Evans says, you should hold off on terminating him. All right, that's all I have for this episode. Till next episode, have a good day, good night, good year. Bye-bye. We pollinated your mind. Now, go pollinate the world.